0: This is Eno Benjamin and you're listening to
1: Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined today by the Trash Man for a little bit of an early recording of the podcast. Trash Man called me this morning and woke me up with his request to talk about running backs that have found themselves in downgraded situations after, the, uh, after free agency in the 2021 offseason. Uh, Trash Man's Trashman's really fired up to talk about this. Uh, Of course, uh, you can find all of our content at rosterwatch.com. Before we got on, Trashman and I talking about our rookie rankings. Uh, We're pretty much wrapped up as far as the wide receivers are concerned. We will have gone through and done the evaluations and total write-ups of one, two, three, four, five, five, of of 30 wide receivers in this class. And probably we'll get to about 15 or so running backs. In a class that is not quite as deep at the running back position as it is at the wide receiver position, and a class that, honestly, at the wide receiver position is probably feeling a little bit less top heavy. It still is. It's still as deep as we ever thought, but Rashad Bateman meant weighing in at 190 pounds because he doesn't necessarily show the athleticism. Um, not to be, he he has good athleticism, but he doesn't show the the. Um, the total just complete explosive profile. I mean, I don't big, – big wide receivers,
0: is that even a, a fad anymore in fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Like, have no. you guys like, – I mean, the thing is, like, what's one thing that receivers can always do? It's put on weight. You know, it's going from college to NFL, and they usually do in many cases. So I don't, I don't see that as big of a, big of a problem
1: as some, other, some others would. It's just it's just been it's been disappointing. I mean, Devontae Smith, that at least at least Jamar Chase isn't a coward like Devontae Smith, who won't even get on the scales in front of anybody. He won't even get on the scales. I mean, his draft stock might plummet. I don't think his draft stock will plummet. He's a Heisman trophy winner. He was he looked really awesome. Um I mean that was that was um
0: that was Matt Kelly's biggest gripe against him, was how was how much how little he weighed.
1: Matt Kelly will always have problems with a with a low BMI out of these guys. He'll go to he'll go to his grave with all that stuff. But as I'm looking at my rankings right now, I mean, does it does it make you like guys like I mean, at this point, do you, might you like Rondale Moore more than Rashad Bateman? Uh, Even though Rondale Moore, I mean, we knew he was short, you know, but five foot seven, he's short.
0: I mean, I think there is something to be said for guys who aren't as athletic, and maybe are a little bit smaller that still produce. That means we they're doing. No, it's not. We don't. <laughs> the worst thing you can draft in fantasy is small, slow wide receivers. No, but guys who can actually still produce against against you know decent talent. I mean, guys who, you know, do the little things the right way. Guys who are technical. Um, because I think ultimately athleticism is mitigated for the most part in the NFL, unless you're an outlier. Do you think? So, do you, but
1: do you think that we can legitimately still call Rashad Bateman a guy who profiles in a way similar to Allen Robinson and Michael Thomas? I just I don't think you can say that anymore. It's like it, it, some of the shine has to be off of Rashad Bateman because because I mean Allen I mean, Allen a- Robinson is six foot two and five two hundred and twenty pounds. Like he, that I mean, that's a guy who. I mean, I think I think I think think Bateman's an elite route
0: runner, which a lot of these guys aren't coming to the draft. Um, he's an effective and willing blocker, which a lot of these guys aren't. Um, I I I think well, and one of the things I said was I think think he projects to play better in the pros than he did in college, for a lot of these reasons. Um. But I did say he wasn't a special athlete. He lacked elite sp- speed. He's more smooth
1: than explosive. Uh, but he's one of those guys that tends to do everything. And he weighs one, and, and he, but he, he, he weighs 190. That's 30, that's 30 pounds less than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson can't be a comp for Rashad well, Baker how, how
0: much did Allen Robinson weigh coming into the NFL?
1: 220 pounds at the combine. Michael Thomas weighed 212 pounds at the combine. I mean I think, I think
0: the comparison
1: was based on though, kind of those possession The style types. of play, the style of I get it. Yeah. A possession type who all but who also with Allen Robinson, you have to take into the, the consideration the contested catch stuff, too. Yeah. And same with Michael Thomas. It's not always the down-the-field contested catch. It's all. it's oftentimes those sideline or those in zone contested catch type of situations. But it's like Rashad Bateman is not the size that I thought he was. I mean, maybe you, maybe you Drop him a little bit, but I mean, but the skills are still there. He he was he was twenty pounds less than expected. <laughs> I mean, did, did, does it just mean nothing to you? Like it should it should mean something, right? It 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 should. I mean, but the thing is, like,
0: has he has he been playing at one ninety this whole time? I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I lost about thirty
1: pounds in a year. This this year, last the year before. What about during the? What about during during COVID? I don't know. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I'm i I'm, I'm I'm in great shape too because in Texas the best thing was they didn't uh, they, they they only shut down our gyms for like two weeks and so we've been able to go to the gym the whole time and what happened with me is you know my well went dry right and so for literally the world literally i don't know i mean figuratively i could probably think of ways that the old well is going drier and drier every day trash man but the uh my well went dry and so i was having to go to my gym during the middle of a raging fucking pandemic every single day just to go just to go shower in public uh, (laughs) facilities and so so i figured as long as i was there i might as might as well go work out right you know i felt felt like a dunce so yeah uh anyway glad glad that um have you been watching in, in, in any MLB baseball? It's good to see of all these fans. But in, Speaking of Texas, man, they they wide open, 100% capacity in those stands last night for the, well, I mean, for like the God Rangers God. Blue Jays. My Astros
0: don't look that good, so I, I haven't been, been paying that much attention.
1: They're not that good whenever they can't beat on those trash cans and give each other stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, they were good last year, though. They made the playoffs. Uh, all right. All um, right. Okay, so that's the that's the – I'm I'm moving Rondell Moore ahead of Rashad Bateman. I might move Terrace Marshall ahead of Rashad Bateman in my own personal rankings. Uh, I
0: feel like there's an argument for Marshall for sure.
1: We'll have those rankings up. We'll have a link for our pro members to our 2021 staff rookie rankings pre-NFL draft for running backs and wide receivers. Of course, all that will change after the draft. We'll have the Dynasty rookie cheat sheet, uh, everything else once we have landing spots and uh, should be – should be a lot of fun there just some news and notes from around the nfl trash man there was a text that i was on this morning with uh alan Seslowski and byron lambert just about what we should be doing with deshaun watson and dynasty uh super flex startup um rankings with all the new stuff going on we're now up to uh 22 accusers of various um do you still believe me that – do you still not believe me that the McNair were,
0: were involved in this somehow? I don't believe that the McNair
1: – no. That's a, that's, a, that's a crazy, crazy conspiracy theory and, and you, you are – I'm not you the are, only one. You, well, you are a nut and there's a lot of people that believe in nutty, nutty, nutty fucking conspiracy theories, right? Um, the, the only way I think the McNair family would, could have been involved in this is if they knew beforehand that this was coming down the pike – and that maybe was the reason why relationships soured between them, why they put out the the various flags that they were open to trading him, that they were trying to get him off the books maybe before any of this occurred. Because it, it, if, if, here's the thing, the Texans could be really, really swindled here. They could be left holding the bag if he goes on the commissioner's list, because that means they're going to have to keep paying him on that, on that renegotiated contract. Um, I just don't know now that we have not. So yesterday what happened is previously Tony Busby, his lawyer, had basically seemed like one of these kangaroo court cockamamie jackasses, like that idiot Michael Avenatti that used to always go on CNN talking about the prostitute that uh, President Trump apparently bought off or whatever. And there was always Party this stuff. Star. A yeah, difference. whatever it is he see, he seemed like this kind of dude he seemed like an attention whore that was just trying to you know didn't didn't really have the didn't it didn't seem like he had the goods, but maybe trying to trying to get some money out of the out of the guy stuff like that that's I'm not sure that that's the best way to say it, but it felt like at first that's how tony Busby sort of seemed to to me I'm not sure if you feel the same way Trash. yeah man. it it feels like over the course of time there's this trickle a trickle 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 of new people and then what happened yesterday was it kind of took the onus off of tony Busby and the woman um came out with her own story you know she spoke for herself under her own name not a jane doe, doe pseudonym or what is it not a pseudonym a jane doe um what's the name for a, like a, a I mean, alias alias is an alias and a pseudonym the, the same it's thing? pretty much the same thing they had not they had not only her Her speak, but then they also had a letter under written under the name of another um, of another accuser that was read by one of Busby's female associates, and both of those. I mean, it's like now that we've gone into the realm of. It's not just the lawyers going volleying back and forth, Rusty Harden and Tony Busby. Now it's like there's actual accusers. There's a real human element for people to see and stuff like that. You hear people now in the media talking about how this just feels. I mean, it does feel a bit different. I mean, the thing is, like, who is going
0: to 40 different Massage therapists anyway I mean the, I don't. Sean understand.
1: Watson I mean like Is it, it, Like his own His own representation Has admitted as much By saying like Look the guy gets A ton of massages I mean like He has tons of masseuses They even brought out The They even brought out The uh, evidence Rusty Harden brought out The evidence from the 18 women who said I like, know that's what I'm saying I've done that's massages like, four On Sean Like 40 of them in all and and nothing's happened, you know, and I will say that there has been one of those women that where they found evidence that actually she had to have a conversation with Deshaun Watson saying, like, look, words getting around that you're acting creepy with some of these women. Um, but that's a whole different story. Uh, but maybe one of those women who had uh, who had stepped up for him might now the you know, maybe maybe Busby and them could have evidence that, you know, direct messages to one of his current clients, they presumably, allegedly have some kind of proof that this woman had at least contacted one of these other women about uh, the fact that maybe they should be worried about Deshaun Watson. I mean, like, is it like,
0: so is it just, I honestly haven't really been paying attention to what the exact accusations are. I mean, is it like, is it like Louis C.K. weird or is it just, or something like more
1: pernicious? Oh well, we're well on our way to getting canceled if we start talking about stuff <laughs> like I. I just Louis C.K. Weird is pretty fucking weird, right? And, and and especially if you do it, especially if you do it twenty two times. Um, but no, I mean there, there have been. Look, we're not we're 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 not lawyers. We're fantasy football analysts. We're trying to talk about this from a perspective. What do we do for fantasy for Deshaun Watson? What do we? Do? But but I mean here here's what's been said. Trash man. He's 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 standing accused by these women, twenty of whom are unnamed at this point, of acts ranging from s- sexual harassment to I mean the the word assault has been abused. So how that is uh, how that's defined, I don't know. In how many cases is that in play? I don't know. What I do know is you have John McClain says that he's never going to play another snap for the Houston Texans ever again, right? You have um, you have Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, who I listened to his podcast yesterday with Shereen Williams on PFTPM, where he was saying that now what Rusty Harden is doing is he's trying to how he's brought up this stuff now about or not Rusty Harden, what Tony Busby's doing, how he's brought up this stuff now about how um, and if, if you listen to Florio on this, clearly he's a lawyer; he'll be, he'll, he'll better explain it than I can, but. He was saying that now that they're interweaving in this stuff about the various masseuses from Atlanta in the state of Georgia, who he had solicited off of Instagram, um, that since he paid for their travel, since he'd arranged for their Uber, since he's done all that stuff, now we could be talking about some sort of intrastate stuff, which could bring – which basically to people who are legal beagles out there, you start thinking about intrastate stuff – it, it just starts sort of floating the idea about federal, you know, crimes as opposed to just uh, local and regional crimes. And we start talking about the federal and interstate crimes as they pertain to these sorts of accusations that could eventually lead to things like trafficking. Um, so there's a there's a lot of stuff up in the air with, with Sean Watson. Allen and Byron were saying, well, at some point in Superflex, he still has to be a value. Right. in, in, in Superflex Dynasty Leagues. I mean, is that the case? Because I told them I'm not drafting him anywhere. Like this dude could end up behind bars. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm not saying I know anything that anybody doesn't know. But boy, things don't seem like they're shaping up in the in 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 the right way. And before we talk about it any, any further, I'd like to just put out there that clearly the most important thing here is to make sure that um rest the rest that there's restitution for anybody that was allegedly um harassed assaulted whatever else this is not to make light of these accusations or to treat this as if it's not a horrible situation but it is our job I mean this is our job to talk about fantasy implications of things so with that being the background what what do you do with Deshaun Watson I mean clearly if you own him in, in this uh, dynasty superflex league you probably just got to hold him yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't try selling him right now uh but in in drafts there's like are you really telling me that if you get down to like drew lock or tom brady's only got like one more year you want to take a stab one to sean watson and hopes this whole thing gets settled you know maybe he doesn't play in 2021 maybe he only misses eight games in 2021 maybe it's how do you see it uh, you
0: put him at the back end of, of starting quarterback just God, that's would you take drew lock over him if Drew Locke is my second quarterback, then no.
1: Well, Drew. Hopefully, Drew Locke would be your second quarterback in a super flex. You'd be in big trouble if he was your number one option in a two in a two quarterback league. Are you saying you would not take Drew Lock? Okay, all right. So you, you, let's just say Deshaun Watson sliding in your in your draft, and you're in like the thirteenth round or something of a super flex draft, and you're looking at guys like old dude, like old dudes like brady that nobody wants maybe teddy bridgewater who we're not even sure is going to have a job i would not draft them ahead of brady what about drew lock i would i would i would put him right right there what about jimmy garoppolo
0: oh <laughs> no i would put him ahead of jimmy garoppolo
1: Okay, so I mean, we're talking about that. Like, we're, we're talking. I just basically want him to be buried right now. I don't know what's going to happen with him. It, it doesn't seem. None of it seems like it's 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 going well for him. It's it's a it's a very bizarre situation. Let's see. Right. Uh, let's look at the best ball cheat sheet just really quickly. And I wanted to ask you about Melvin Gordon now that Philip Lindsay has gone to the Houston Texans. Um, now the. Um, the Broncos, with their new with with their new GM that came in after working for so long under Rick Spielman at the Vikings, did bring in a true preseason goat, Mike Boone. I'm not sure how much that is. Is are we maybe sleeping on Melvin Gordon in, in his in his uh, value right now? Uh, I don't have his exact ADP pulled up, but I certainly have the best ball cheat sheet pulled up where it's originally crafted to sort of create leverage against ADP. And right now you can get Melvin Gordon at the four or five turn in these early best ball leagues. I think that that, I, I think that, that that's a good value.
0: No, that's a really good value. I, I think that, well, and, and we're, we're assuming that the Denver offense hasn't gotten better in the p- passing game. Hasn't improved at this point, then yeah, I think it, Melvin Gordon's a really good value. Well, they,
1: well they, they're going to have to improve because Cortland Sutton will be back. It'll be year two with Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler. It'll be another year with Noah Fant. The only thing holding those guys back is Drew Locke, who we talked about Well, that's about what I'm i mean, but I mean, who's to say that he's made improvements? I'm not saying that. I <laughs> think, I think, I think the Broncos should have. I think the Broncos should have traded for Darnold. That, that would have been
0: well. I mean, that might have been a boon for like Cortland Sutton and Tim
1: Patrick, but I don't know about otherwise. Do you think Darnold sucks? What do you think that? Is? I mean, do you, you don't think that's going to be an upgrade for the for, for the Panthers guys? No, not for Bridgewater. Bridgewater sucks, dude.
0: I think Bridgewater is more accurate than Darnold. Well, but
1: do, think about I mean, the Darnold. Darnold, what he can do.
0: Darnold can, can air the ball out. We know that much. And if we're just talking about confidence in, under center, I don't think he's as good as Bridgewater. I think that boy is shook,
1: man. I I don't know. You well, know, we know he saw ghosts. I mean, like, <laughs> what? I mean, what is Sam? Do you think that Teddy? Like, what is Sam Donald's? So Sam Donald's had been hovering right around a sixty percent completion percentage. What is has what Bridgewater been at in his like lately? I don't think it's. Is it? Let's see. No, yeah, he's been a little bit better. Six. He, he was at. He was. Yeah, sixty. Bridgewater is almost. A, is Bridgewater is sixty nine percent completion percentage last season.
0: I mean, there were times where we thought the Panthers might make the playoffs. The
1: only, the only year that Bridgewater had a completion percentage that's basically been the average of Sam Donald's uh, career in the NFL was in twenty eighteen in New Orleans, where he just went in for those, yeah. went in for those five games. I mean. So,
0: yeah, to me, Darnold's not a significant, you know, boost at quarterback. I don't, I, don't, I don't, are definitely not automatic
1: for me. So, are you down? Are you downgrading DJ Moore? Are you downgrading Robbie Anderson? Not down. Actually, might be upgrading Robbie Anderson. I feel like Darnold and Anderson. That's the that's the match right there. Do you like Robbie and? Let me just ask you uh, who you like better. Do you like Robbie Anderson better or Michael Pittman? In Indy. I mean, Now that we know unseen, that T.Y. Hilton's coming back. Sight
0: unseen, I would go with
1: Anderson. What about Robbie Anderson and Juju Smith-Schuster who's heading back to the Pittsburgh Steelers after being completely, after being very, very disappointing in the year following the Doug Hodges-Mason Rudolph spectacle? That, that year was okay to ride off. This last year they had been the whole time. I would, I ah, probably go with Anderson. What about what about the, over the Jacksonville guys with the rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark, and Lavisca Chenault?
0: Um, that's harder for me to. Okay. Harder
1: for me to say. What about if you were if if you were sitting in a draft room and you would let's say you were picking at about the time where you would have to take a Robbie Anderson off the board would be probably be the beginning of the seventh round. Okay. So let's say that you're sitting there and you've gone, let's say you've gone three and it's a one quarterback league. You've gone three running backs, three wide receivers. And like, let's say some quarterback fell to you or something like that. Like you were able to get like back Prescott or something. Okay. In round six. Now here you are in round seven, you have a balanced roster. Would you rather have a wide receiver like Robbie Anderson or running back like uh Raheem Mostert or Ronald jo- or one of the Tampa Bay guys like Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette? I mean Mostert
0: I would probably want more.
1: Uh-huh. Not the Tampa Bay guys. Do you though. so so you like Mostert better than either the either of the Tampa Bay guys? Yeah. Do you like Leonard Fournette better as far as the two Tampa Bay guys? Not necessarily.
0: I mean, Leonard Fournette doesn't, he can't break tackles. Um, he can, he can kind of, dude. Break I, I, I have to, I, there was a stat, a stat, this was months ago that I looked at right after the season. Like, he had like one of the worst, um, elusiveness ratings or whatever. Yeah, in the league. Um, he was great in the playoffs, he was great in the postseason, but I don't know what that's going to do for you in fantasy.
1: Um, Huh. Well, that's interesting. I I didn't I didn't know about the um, I didn't know. I mean, clearly, clearly he's you know whenever he gets hit in the backfield and stuff, he 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 can't get going. Once he gets up to full steam, though, I feel like he get. Once he gets up to full steam, he could be a he could be a tackle breaker. I've seen it. <laughs> I I have I, I have seen it. I was just <laughs> I was just surprised
0: by that statistic when I when I read it.
1: Yeah, I'm just uh, let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to um, try. Oh, golly. So yeah. Evaded. Ta- so if you look at on player profiler, if you look at the evaded tackles and the juke rate, he's like rated as number 50 and number 53 last season. So that was not good at all. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're right on that. I'm sure whatever PFS said kind of goes right along with what, what player profiler says about that as far as their as as far as they're charting. Um. Okay, one other quick thing here on this, and it has to do or two other quick things. One is Chase Edmonds. Um the 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 Cardinals still haven't addressed the stuff with Kenyon Drake yet, with him being gone. All that's left on the roster, I believe, is is DJ Foster still there? I'm not sure. I know that Jonathan Ward is there and I know that Eno Benjamin is there. But that's a bad, slim, slim, slim running back room. Steve Kahn has said that this will be a big chance for Chase Edmonds. Do you think that we can dodge the? Think we can dodge the drafting of a running back? And if so, does Chase Edmonds? I mean, how do you rank Chase Edmonds in in this group? I know you haven't done Javante Williams yet, but you'll be doing him soon. Maybe he'll be your next running back that you do. Maybe he should be the first running back that you do out of that group that we were talking about. DJ Foster is still there. Okay, so Javante Williams, uh, who who ran a four six three at North Carolina Pro Day, but does have tape that make, that looks like you know beast mode. Marshawn Lynch, Javante Williams, who does profile to come in and probably be a be a good you know at least two down starter at the NFL level. Some some NFL team will draft him with probably second round draft capital um Chase Edmonds in Arizona in a wide open Kyler Murray offense or Kareem Hunt as the as the kind of one B there in Cleveland to Nick Chubb
0: I mean I would my I would bet on Edmonds
1: Edmonds over Hunt oh just yeah. because of the upside
0: Yeah and we saw with Hunt last season like whenever um Trevor sure. healthy
1: Hunt didn't really do much for you in fantasy. He yeah, looked- in PPR, he was okay in those games, but just he was very, very, very touchdown dependent and very, you know, four receptions per game dependent in those games whenever Chubb was Chubb was healthy. And, you know, what I, re- I remember, too, is that Kareem Hunt wasn't always just an epic lock to go big, even in the games where Chubb was out.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, who
1: else were they putting in there? Oh, um, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was majorly tilting. It was, um, I'd have to look at, i have to look at the roster. That's kill me. Uh, let me just look. It was Dearness Johnson. Yeah, Dearness. <laughs> That's it from the, from the Orlando Apollos. Yeah, for sure. And it was, uh, was it, it was just, was it just him or was there anybody else? I think it was just, it was just. I think it was, it was pretty just much just him. Dearness Johnson. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, and then the one other situation I want to ask you about: Are you are you in on Mike Davis? For I mean, he's going to Atlanta, and I mean, Gurley's gone. Mike Davis was good for the for the Panthers last year. He's still pretty young. Mike Davis. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, if gonna, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna dress running back. It's like at this point, I think I think I like Mike Davis better than any of those Tampa Bay guys that we just talked about. Yeah, I think I, mean, I like it better than James Conner who I don't know what's gonna happen with. I mean, I think I like it better than. You know, Miles Gaskin, or I mean, do you do you do you agree with that? I mean, I hate to, I mean, because it could all evaporate in the blink of an eye. It you could. Um, I just feel like with Atlanta,
0: Atlanta, they can move the ball through the air. They're looking for somebody who can, you know, punch it in in the end zone, but also can cast patches. I mean, pass catches, and that's Ca- pass catches. <laughs> that's definitely. <laughs> In Mike Davis's wheelhouse, and we saw what he did. Um, whenever McCaffrey was out last season, we know that he can be that guy. I mean, if James Robinson can be that guy
1: for an entire season, then Mike Davis can be that guy. The uh, the one issue that I think there is with this, and, and this is something that Alan Szlavske brought up on on his latest article and um, and video over on on Roster Watch and here on the Roster Watch YouTube is that the Falcons pick at pick 35 and boy does that feel like Najee Harris territory you know uh doesn't feel like Travis Etienne territory and you know you're looking for a guy that can give you some pop and give you some sizzle and, and give you some real real chops in the receiving game both of those guys fit the bill so the the Mike Davis bubble could get popped pretty 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 easily i think uh there where you but where are you drafting him otherwise? i mean like Will you be drafting Mike, who Mike Davis? Yeah, you'd be drafting him at uh, we haven't priced in to where you could take him at the seventh, eighth round turn. I think it's fine to take him there for a dude who could be in your like literally your like your running back three. They could, right. be, a one, back, could be a low running back, be a low end running back one and 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 PPR, no doubt. I would
0: not bet against Mike Davis <laughs> starting at least <laughs> half the games in Atlanta. I mean, you, whenever you bet against Mike Davis, he seems to come up and bite you, and I—I I feel like you could probably, I mean, you could probably get Mike Davis and still get one of those guys on whatever team they land on in the next round.
1: Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I think that that's. I. Well, hold on. Wait. One of those guys, Naje or Etn. I mean, it's a possibility. Oh no no no. Did, did you know Najee and ETN are both going to go and no matter where these guys go. I mean Najee is going to go Najee is going to go in the at the third round at the very latest, you know. Um ETN will go right after. I mean people people are taking ETN over guys like, you know, James Robinson and Chris Carson and stuff. Side unseen.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm I've always been more of a prove it to me first, at least when it comes to running backs. I'm after last season, the running back debacles that we saw, it's just like I just it's hard for me to buy into, especially that early. I mean like honestly, you know, the league that I won in, it was a zero running back draft for me, basically. Um so I, I don't know. It's it's
1: it's hard for me right now to what are you doing? Is it, that in that ten K league that you playing with, with all those rich with all those rich old folks here? No, it
0: was our oldest league.
1: Oh, that league. Okay, I was gonna say you can't go zero RB in that in, in, in that league. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to against those donks. I can't believe it. I wish they let me in that league. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's let's talk about the what you've been itching and dying to talk about. Trashman's topic of the day. He wants to talk about running backs that have lost value or what? What did you, what did, what did you want to say?
0: <laughs> yeah, running backs that have uh, decreased in value
1: coming to the season. Thanks thanks to our key keyword overlords. Speaking of our keyword overlords, if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you've got this far, if you could click the thumbs up button, if you could leave a comment, that would be very helpful. And, of course, if you're listening on uh, – apple podcast if you could leave us a rating and a review that would be super helpful too um as i mentioned before you know there's only about one twelfth of you that listen that have that have uh, left even a rating yet all you got to do is scroll down on your phone and just click the five stars that's really all it takes and we would appreciate that it helps people find the podcast it helps us to be able to continue doing this and bringing you the content we have uh, numerous Uh, we have at least one more podcast coming out this week with a great guest. And then I'm trying to book another one for on Friday. So um, it really helps. It really helps the people who help us to allocate our time to tell us to allocate more time to these podcasts whenever we have, um, whenever we have uh, that good feedback from the audience. So thank you for that trash, man. Thank you. Thank you in advance for this excellent keyword analysis. (laughs)
0: Um. Okay, running backs that have lost value.
1: To me, Alvin Kamara. I think that's. I mean, I think it's fair. He 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 loses one of the premier screen game quarterbacks in the whole NFL.
0: Right, and we saw when he was playing with Taysom Hill last season. He wasn't. He wasn't that MVP caliber. Candidate. Or they didn't use him
1: like it. Taysom Hill likes to hold the football on those zone reads and run it his damn self. He does. Well, especially guess, down by the end zone. I mean, if he's not the starter, if Hill is not the starter,
0: then I, th- I think we could be a little bit more bullish on Kamara. I don't I think, think Hill's
1: going to be the starter. You think Jamie is going to win it? Yeah. Well, and, and, I tr- and I trust guys like Nick Underhill, who seems to, who seems to believe it's, it's going to be Jameis. Nick Underhill from New Orleans dot football,
0: and you don't, but you don't think Hill's going to be used on a lot of those kind of wildcat. Oh yes, of Of course,
1: of course he is. Unless they, unless they just don't, unless they just don't keep him. I mean that that contract that they that contract that's completely voidable over the four year, completely voidable contract that they signed. it's just some ridiculous, you know. It's like a farce, you know. It's like like what four years, hundred twenty. I forgot. I forgot even how big it was. At Some point they're going to, they're going to either have to kind of pay that or pay something like that or get rid of him or something. I don't yeah. think it's going to be this year.
0: yeah, so this year, I don't know I feel like it could take a little bit of the shine off of Kamara either way um because he's going to be involved. He's going to be involved, especially there on the goal line.
1: I uh, see, I thought you were going to go with the easy with some of the easy ones, the Josh Jacobs uh, I, did, I never, did you even think about that yeah, but there
0: was, some, was, other definitely ones, there was hurt. some other ones who I thought about before i mean like todd
1: Gurley. well he's hurt just because he's he's literally <laughs> because he's hurt <laughs> he's just he's done man he's dust he's dust in the wind man
0: exactly so i mean like but he's so he's definitely one of these players who is his values an increase at, at, at the running back because in james Conner, he didn't even have a team unless he's been signed today he didn't have a team does he no yeah I mean, so that, those are those were more apparent to me
1: than like a Josh Jacobs. Oh, well, clearly, man. I mean, uh, cl- well, of course, a bunch of these dudes, a bunch of these dudes have lost value. Who are going to be who are going to be retiring? Okay, but, maybe one that's like a little, Todd, little controversial. Todd, Todd, Todd Gurley, a little, little
0: retire. Maybe Chris Carson. Lost value. I just. I feel like. I don't know that Seattle offense just seems to be kind of in flux right now. I I don't
1: know. Well, 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 they have a new offensive coordinator who who was brought in that they knew from the. I believe their new offensive coordinator came from under McVeigh. They got rid of Schottenheimer, who was the, you know, what, ground and pound kind of kind of meathead they've invested i mean yeah along ground the offensive and pound. Line. i mean they got rid of the guy who was ground and pound yeah they well, they did invest along the offensive line didn't they did, didn't the seahawks bring in gabe gabe jackson in the whole the in, in the whole raiders fire sale with their hold on gabe jackson seahawks i thought they did i can't wait to do these offensive line rankings with all the shakeups. Yeah, the Raiders trade gave Jackson to the Seattle Seahawks for a 2021 fifth round pick. Crazy. Um, I think that I think that the I, I was under the impression that the best place that Chris Carson could return to was Seattle. Where would you have liked him better? Maybe if he went to Atlanta. I mean, with, I mean, how many other places could he have gone to where his, his value would have his value would have done anything? Well, let me ask you. Do so you think he's an RB one? Chris Carson? Yeah. No. Um okay, so then
0: that value has decreased from
1: no because Chris Carson Chris, Chris Carson's never been drafted as an RB one. He's been an RB1, but he's he's he never was. drafted as one. He's but always drafted. Last year he wasn't drafted, he wasn't being drafted as an RB one. No, let me see where he's being drafted. I, I actually I can look it up. Let's look at the 2020 uh the PPR best ball cheat sheet, and I'll tell you where Chris Carson was being drafted. He was being drafted. Look, he was going ahead. So Chris Carson was being drafted last year at running back 19 around this time, around the time version 2.0 of the best ball cheat sheet came out. Um, He was being – I mean, last year he was being drafted ahead of Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers and David Johnson in his new situation and James Conner, um, a lot of these guys. So I don't th- – I think that where he's being drafted right now is a back end running back two. I think that that's, I think that's fine. Whenever you look at, whenever you look at him, let me get back to the. Sorry, let me get back to uh, this year's cheat sheet for best ball. I mean, do you you like do you like Chris Carson better than Josh Jacobs? Yes. Do you like him better than David Montgomery? Hmm. With Tariq Cohen coming back and a shitty coach, as usual, per, <laughs> per, our, per our usual arrangement in Mr. Mad Nagy. Arguably a better quarterback, though. Well, um, oh, no, not a better quarterback than Russ, just a, a better quarterback than a, a, oh, a, yeah, no, a no, better no. quarterback than Foles slash Trubisky and Andy yeah. Dalton. Yeah. Uh, so I mean he's basically you're not sure if you're going to take Chris Carson in front of James Robinson or Clyde Edwards-Helaire are you? No. I'm so not- he so he so he's a back end running back to just like always trash man your one assignment was to find running backs whose value had decreased. Chris Carson's has stayed exactly the same.
0: It might have decreased a little bit.